0: for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. We're following up on the last podcast when we started talking about recharging when you're mentally exhausted, and today we'll talk about ideas to revive your energy level by understanding your thoughts, getting out of half to energy, and tapping into other people's high energy. We all want enough energy to accomplish all the things we want to. It's interesting that we get to this stage, and we might even have some new ideas or goals or experiences we want to be sure we reach. And yet we often have less natural energy than we used to. Or I hear people our age saying sometimes they just can't find the motivation to do things. So conserving and raising our energy level is really foundational. Basically, our mind functions on a physical platform, our brain. And our brain has physical and emotional limitations. It gets overtaxed when the thoughts we're thinking use up the energy available to us. We can think of it kind of like a mobile phone that has a data limit. If we run a lot of high use programs, have a lot of background processes like location tracking running, and then we watch YouTube videos, then we run out of data faster. So like we talked about last time, anything that causes strong emotions like difficult relationships or any challenge in life, they're high energy drainers. And I'll just remind you that in the last podcast, we talked about three ways to boost your mental energy, which was finding your why, sparking momentum, and resetting your mindset. I talked a lot about actions you can take, for example, deep breathing and creating a morning routine. And I just want to check in on our expectations of having energy all the time. We do have a limit to how much energy we can expend in a day. We aren't designed to be nonstop. So appreciate and make the most of your higher energy times and accept and even appreciate the times you get to settle in for some R&R or some more thoughtful quiet time. It's an important balance for me expecting and accepting that by the end of the day I'll be tired and even a little low in my mood and that's okay. I know I'll wake up recharged and ready to go again. Here's the thing and it's what I believe about how we humans work and how I help people through coaching. There are so many actions we can take to improve our lives, but the thing is we usually know what we need to be doing, but sometimes we have a hard time doing it, and then we get down on ourselves and think we're not capable of change or capable of the success we want. That's because sustained action can only come from the right thoughts and emotions. So most of my work is helping my clients see what's going on in their mind and how that gets in the way of doing what they want to do. When we get that right, then we find that we do have the energy and motivation and ability to get going. So today, most of my suggestions for getting out of an energy dip will focus on changing our thoughts in some way. So this is a good time to give you an executive summary, the short and sweet version of the process of how we create the results in our lives. And some of you are going to be familiar with this as the self-coaching model created by Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School. So first, there are circumstances in the world, and they are facts that pretty much everyone would agree on, such as we have a presidential election coming up with two major candidates. Now, when we become aware of these circumstances, we have thoughts about them. We have opinions about who's running for president, for example. And the next thing that happens is our thoughts create certain feelings. And this election is bringing up lots of strong emotions in people because of their thoughts. We might say things like, this election is so divisive and causing so much turmoil in our country, but it's not the election or the candidates. It's actually people's thoughts about the election. And I've noticed that all of these seem to be coming out on Facebook. Well, the next step is that our feelings drive us to take some action. So lots of people are taking the action of sharing their opinions about the candidates on Facebook. And then on election day, they'll take the action of casting a vote or not casting a vote. And it's been interesting on Facebook. I noticed just this week that several of my friends are taking the action of shutting down their Facebook accounts because they're tired of the political contention. Apparently, Facebook has become an energy drain to them. One friend wrote 10 reasons why he might leave Facebook, and all of them are thoughts that he's having. His 10th thought was that I'm not myself on Facebook, and quite frankly, neither are my friends. After a lengthy, heated political or religious debate, most of the time we're only left with resentment and a distorted view of each other rather than empathy and compassion. So he's really thinking about what matters most to him and said he's going to eliminate the things in his life that are preventing him from having meaningful relationships and that Facebook might be one of them. So first of all, I think it's great that he's thinking through whether Facebook is more of a detriment than a benefit to his life. And I think it's a great example of how our thoughts about a circumstance lead to feelings and then actions. Well, the final step is that the actions we take lead to the results we have in our lives. Maybe my friends will have more peace, time, and mental energy in their life by getting off Facebook. So here's a quick summary. We notice circumstances in our life. We have thoughts about them. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings lead to our actions. And our actions create the results in our life. So with that in mind, can we see that when we have the result in our lives of being mentally exhausted, that our thoughts are the beginning of the chain leading to that result? And this is a good time to be really clear. There's nothing wrong with any of this when we do this. In fact, it's just the natural way things work. It just really helps to understand it and own our feelings and our results. Sometimes we want to be angry, hurt, or grieving Those are totally appropriate in some circumstances. There are sad things that happen, like sickness and divorce and human trafficking. And we're designed to feel the full range of human emotions. They all have a purpose. But even in those hard circumstances, there's power in owning that it's our thoughts creating how we feel. Because then, if we want to feel better, we know what we can change. Because even in those times when we can't change circumstances, Everything else that happens in the process after that, from our thoughts, through our results, we can change if we want to. Understanding this process is the key to managing all the big and little things that affect your energy level. If it's something that you want to learn more of, I highly recommend starting to listen to Brooke Castillo's podcast, the Life Coach School podcast. And I would say start with her older first episodes, like starting with number one, maybe up through the first 30 And listen after that to whatever you want, whatever sounds interesting. But she'll give you a great background on this process. And of course, always working with a coach one-on-one who can help you specifically with your own unique situation and goals. If you're looking for a coach, I'd be happy to be yours. I want to share two more energy raisers. They help because they help us think different thoughts. And one of them is to switch from thinking, I have to... To I want to. When you woke up this morning and considered your to-do list, what did you think and how did you feel? If you felt tired, then I get it. One of my lifetime challenges has been my battle with my to-do list. Always feeling like I didn't get enough done. I honestly dreaded my own life because of it. And so this concept that I'm going to share with you is one thing that really helps me. When you start the day and you're thinking, I have to do all this, and you might have even said that to yourself this morning, well, you might feel stressed, resentful, or tired, and then you'd be in an energy dip at the start of the day that made it hard to get anything done, and you'd end up not accomplishing much. So I loved it when I learned that the fact is we don't have to do anything. We really don't have to do anything at all. We don't have to get out of bed. We don't have to eat. We don't have to weed the garden. We don't have to go to work or take care of anyone else or prepare that Sunday school lesson. It's all truly a choice. So I do my best when I remember to look at my to-do list and then decide why I want to do it. I want to weed the garden because I love how it looks after and I enjoy being outside and I love the exercise. I want to prepare that Sunday School lesson because I learn life-changing things through the process and I want to help make church a meaningful experience for all of us. I want to show up for work even when it's a job I don't like because I want the income or I want a good reference for my next job. God truly gave us total agency to choose what to do with each day and there can always be some reason that I want to do things. And if I can't find a good reason why I want to do it, it goes off the list. So I have a regular practice of telling myself in the morning, I don't have to do anything today. I imagine a day wide open to anything I choose. I let it sink in so I can really feel it and believe it and see this clear day ahead of me because it's the truth. And then I write down the things I want to do with full understanding that I'm choosing them. It feels so different depending on the way we think about it. Want to energy is so much more fun than have to energy. Imagine thinking, I want to do this. How would you feel? You might feel committed, interested, even motivated, and then you'd have the energy to get some of those things done and enjoy it along the way. We'll work through that in this week's journal pages. Every week I send out some free new journal pages to go with the episode. If you'd like to get those, just sign up at midlifeconfidencecoach.com. So my next hack is to tap into people who radiate positive energy. When we're left to ourselves, our brain forgets what's possible. We get stuck in our own world and how we think and how we do things. But we're social creatures, and one of the blessings of that is we mirror others' emotions. We can choose to be around or learn from someone else who has a higher energy level. It can really help. And we can even try on other people's thoughts. When we hear someone express how they think about something that sounds true and relevant to us, So intentionally spending time with people or learning from people who think in empowering ways is really a great way to raise your own energy level. And that doesn't necessarily mean someone who's a Pollyanna and is always sunny and positive because some of my favorites are really honest about the challenges they have and they show me it's possible to get past it by the way they think. It's great when we have real people in our life that we can turn to. That's awesome. I have friends and family who inspire me all the time, probably without them even knowing it. Well, this pandemic quarantine life has put a huge damper on getting to be around other people. So we might be experiencing kind of a social famine. But there's also lots of people sharing their wisdom online or in books. So this might be a good time to find the ones who speak to you. I love books, books are low tech, but they're still amazing. I love getting into other people's minds that way. So I wanna take a minute and share four of my personal favorite energy gurus and how they've helped me think differently and raise my energy level. So I already mentioned Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School and her podcast where she shares her insight on human behavior is just so deep and powerful. One of the little thoughts that I learned from her, and there are so many, like it was hard to choose, but here's one that's had a big impact on me. She said, my future is my property. I get to do whatever I want with it. That really struck me because I think I used to see the future as something unknown that would just happen to me. And I hoped it would be good. But now I see the future is going to be the result of whatever I'm thinking about and creating now. It is my property, and I do get to do what I want with it. Another person that I'd love to share with you is Tama Keeves. She wrote some books. One is called Thriving Through Uncertainty. And you can also get the audiobook. Listen to her if you can. She has a great voice. And she's just almost a poet and a life coach rolled into one. Her books are beautifully written. She also wrote a book called A Year Without Fear, which is quotes taken from some of her other works. So there's a quote for every day of the year. It's a really short and simple way to either start or enter day. One of the simple thoughts that I love from her is the story you tell yourself is the story you live, which is such a lovely way of saying that our thoughts create our results. And it works in the other direction. So I can ask myself, what story do I want to live? And then what thoughts do I need to think to live it? she has so much great insight on courage to live your dreams so my next favorite person can help you if you ever have a hard time sleeping his name is Kenneth Suarez I think he's from Norway and he does guided meditations on the insight timer app and on YouTube so I specifically recommend his deep sleep meditations they're so beautiful and they're definitely from a more new agey perspective And sometimes I think it's great to listen to someone outside my own lane and just learn what sounds true to me. One of the thoughts I've gained from him is this idea that we are co creating our existence. And as soon as I heard the word co creating, I just understood that as God providing us this world and our bodies and our lives. And then giving us so much agency and freedom to choose and working with us to help us become our best selves and reach our ultimate destiny. And I also love Kenneth's example of how to think about our world situation, such as this pandemic and all the other things that have been happening in 2020, seeing it as happening for our higher good. So here's a favorite quote from him. He said, the time we're in now We're invited to activate new levels of our ability to trust, love, be at peace, and take full responsibility for our well-being. It's a unique time to embrace our roles as powerful co-creators of reality. It's time to step up in these times of massive healing, purging, and change that we're going through. It's all happening for our higher good, personally and collectively. That just feels so true to me that there's deep purpose in what the world is experiencing and what we're each experiencing. And so Kenneth has really helped me stay out of energy draining fear. So the fourth and final person I want to share today is President Russell M. Nelson. He's the global leader of my church, The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's 96 and he is so energetic and inspiring and just really hopeful. He's been a great spiritual guide, encouraging me of the possibility available to us to receive our own revelation from God to guide our lives, which is one of my greatest aspirations. So here's a quote from a general church conference in April of 2018. He said, one of the things the spirit has repeatedly impressed upon my mind is how willing the Lord is to reveal his mind and will. The privilege of receiving revelation is one of the greatest gifts of God to his children. When I heard President Nelson say that, it just reinforces my belief that we don't need to think that God is sparing and cautious about sending his answers and personal guidance. It isn't rare, and we can't expect too much. He's so willing to guide us and send us the answers that we seek. So do you have some people, whether they're face to face or someone you learn from from a distance that can help you think differently and raise your energy level when you're low? God gave us each other so we wouldn't be stuck with our own limitations. We are here to share insight, teach each other, and keep each other going. I invite you to be intentional about choosing some good friends and teachers and make a list of people that you choose. See what you can learn from them about choosing the most energizing thoughts. So let's take a look at some thoughts that can get in our way, and some intentional thoughts that serve us better. So think about when you wake up in the morning and you think, I have to do all these things. Can you just see how that would sink your energy? We can switch that up to, I don't have to do anything, but I really do want to do some of these things. That is much better motivation. And the second thought I want to share has to do with when anything is going on in your life, for example, you have a difficult relationship with a coworker, or a grown child is struggling with addiction, or someone gets elected as president that you don't agree with, and you start realizing you're thinking something like, this makes me so exhausted. Then just be to yourself and realizing that you're giving a circumstance credit for your feelings. Instead we can think this is interesting. I'm thinking something about this circumstance and making myself exhausted. Do I want to keep feeling this way? I wonder what thoughts would help me feel more energy. That's available to you if you want. So I'll share a quick story from my life about how switching up my thoughts, absorbing higher energy from someone else and getting more into want to energy has helped me so i've been in the middle of trying to grow two separate endeavors i started a nonprofit called reach 10 a few years ago it's always been kind of a passion project on the side and in the past year we started a podcast called breaking the silence and we're working to grow our audience of young adults our mission is to help young adults talk more openly and compassionately about overcoming the impact of pornography on their lives and relationships and also working for a positive vision of healthy sexuality. And also in the last year, I started up coaching and I've been working on building up that service too. And I'll say, sometimes I would look at my long list of to-dos for both of those efforts and just feel my energy evaporate in an instant. And I'd start thinking, I don't think I can do both of these. They both need so much time and effort. Maybe I need to shut down reach 10. But I was listening to someone on a podcast, and I can't even remember who right now, and they repeated that old saying we've heard before, a rising tide lifts all boats. And as soon as I heard it, it flipped how I was looking at this circumstance. I realized everything I learned about managing the work and growing an audience and sharing a message in one organization will benefit the other one too. Immediately I felt renewed motivation and confidence that I actually could do both, and it could even be a good thing. And that simple new thought gave me a boost. It helped me then to start looking at the things I need to do with better want-to energy, remembering there's nothing that I have to do, and why I want to do the things I choose. And even though doing both of these means I'm probably making slower progress than I could if I were just concentrating on one, I'm excited to see both succeed and truly help people. And that all came from simply hearing someone say, a rising tide lifts all boats. This is just one example of how we actually create the results in our lives with our own thoughts. I hope you can see that when we're able to take more control of our emotions, we can improve the quality of our energy, regardless of the circumstances we're facing. It's really simple and at the same time, it does take some time and effort to put into place. But if you can just start to believe or even be willing to investigate the possibility that this is the way it all works, you can start to take back the power over how much mental energy you have. So just to review, here's some things that you can do. You can take time to learn the process of how your thoughts create your energy state and how you can change that. You can do that by sticking with me and other teachers like Brooke Castillo and maybe even work with your own life coach. And you can also begin your day switching out of have-to energy and into want-to energy and then be intentional about finding some people who help you think in ways that raise your energy. So let's wrap it up. I just want to remind you low mental energy isn't something that just happens to us it's a result that we create with our thoughts and feelings and remember there are times when it's the right thing to feel pain or sadness but sometimes we do get stuck in it and need some help to get out i hope you'll have the confidence to know that you have the power to raise your energy if you need to and want to i know you have things you want to experience and accomplish in this stage of your life and you can for sure find the energy you need to do them. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Would you like some help to see how you can raise your own energy and succeed in your own goals? As a life coach, I teach women to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call by emailing me at Vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. I'm at Midlife Confidence Coach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching can help you. All that is in the show notes. Take care until next time.